Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! And see you later. Hello and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, and Helen Gould. And we are playing a special side quest adventure. It's within our main campaign world, but it is in a place that, unfortunately, you're clearly never going to get to go to, but it exists, so we're going to make it happen. <laughs> Same campaign world, different rule set. Yeah, Ooh. so unfortunately this is a little bit of an emergency side quest for us today, because Lydia was taken kind of ill at the last second. She's, we love you, Lydia, we she, hope you're okay. Yeah, yeah, feel better soon. Have have a rest, be calm, hot drinks, <laughs> bad TV, that's what I do. Nice lie down. <laughs> so, in terms of the side quest today, we are heading into 
the northern waste. Um, so in this campaign world obviously as everyone who's already listening to the main campaign knows it is based on real world geography and so on Uh, what I haven't mentioned is Russia doesn't really exist as a place insofar as it never really got properly colonised by people because the monsters are too big and too scary Um, Moscow and St Petersburg are the easternmost cities really that you'd consider Russian they are not the metropolitan centres that they are in uh, our modern world they are much more kind of reduced in size and scale they are kind of more like the, the last outposts before you enter into true true wilderness and in terms of our adventure today, are you all ready for your, your pre-fluff? Yeah. Yeah, fluff me up. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Alex. <laughs> Act as Helen's fluffer. <laughs> I mean, we are we are all a little bit underprepared for today. So, also, <laughs> if anyone doesn't understand that... From the, on the fly. And if anyone doesn't understand that joke, I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> so there is actually something worth mentioning, which is I've, I've, I've got a vague theme sort of in the background for what this is, which is I have had about an hour, I'd say, to throw something together from zero. So what you're going to be witnessing today is what happens when I have an hour and I'm using Fifth Ed for today's game rather than Pathfinder because I can throw it together a little bit quicker. He's really talking this one up. It's going to be very high quality. Oh, of course it is. Uh, Mainly what you're going to see is, oh, goodness, Alex does not prep as much as we thought he did in the main campaign. (laughs) I I don't know what any of my spells do. (laughs) I'm still writing my character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) This Bryn managed to say that I was okay to have a potion, which apparently I wasn't really, but I have it. I argued for it. I've got a filter of love. Resistance we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Fire. <laughs> oh, infernal legacy. Huh? Right. <laughs> Are we ready to come across both, you know, professionally and well prepared, and <laughs> definitely not winging things. it for the first time in like three years? Oh yeah. Also, we haven't recorded since mid-September. It's now the start of well, the end of October. <gasps> so coming in hot. <laughs> right. Woo! So I have no, I have no uh, written fluff. So this is on the fly. You ready? Each of you has been hired. At first, you met a uh, you met a representative of a of a secretive and and reclusive, basically billionaire, a uh, an aristocrat of beyond independent means, and uh, you were contacted by a uh, woman named Phoebe. And she recruited you all as um, varying sort of adventurer types, explorer types, offering you the paycheck of a lifetime in hunt for something that's almost unfindable. <laughs> so as part of doing this, I'd like to go around the table a little bit and just, we can do this on the fly a little bit. Where did you get recruited from? Where did someone come and find you and go, you, you are the person for this job? Starting with Bryn. So my character is a ranger who specialises in expeditions into the Arctic forests of northern Russia and has a bunch of abilities dealing with all the giant monsters that, there that, that live there. Um, like, this is his wheelhouse. Like, you know, he, he probably only appears in civilization, you know, once every year or two to kind of resupply, and the rest of the time he just lives in the wilderness. Just check it's still there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he yeah, he's known as a the kind of person who can guide an expedition, who can keep you alive in, in this sort of situation. And so he'll have been hired because of a, a, a small reputation in the right circles for doing exactly this kind of thing. 
name. So what's your name and where specifically were you recruited? Like a like a dingy tavern bar? Oh yeah, definitely a dingy tavern bar. Okay, um, cool. yeah. My name is Pyotr Ilyastovich. Pyotr is a uh, short, wide human. Okay. He does look a little bit dwarven. Like he's not like a half dwarf or anything, but it's possible that there was at least one ancestor a long time ago who was a dwarf. So you think in stocky build, that kind yeah, of yeah, sort of five eight, five nine, quite wide, uh, bald head, but a big bushy brown beard. Gotcha. Uh, wears <laughs> a great big bushy beard. <laughs> I'm thinking I, just, I don't know why you're miming it. Just say it. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're on a podcast, recording things. I remember this. Um, he yeah wears um, a big metal breastplate then just layers of fur both underneath and above the breastplate all topped off with a giant fur coat kind of sounds quite bear looking yeah. if I'm honest a tiny bit beary yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very much not playing Larg Son of Thor <laughs> <laughs> we, we all remember from a, very, a certain special a long understood, time ago understood mm. um, that part of your three thanes fa- was yeah, really yeah. yeah awesome uh, last thing he does <laughs> he has he has um, a necklace of teeth Ooh. but the teeth are all completely mismatched and the central one is huge it's unnecessarily yeah, like it, hangs, it hangs from his sternum and it almost tickles like his the top of his belly yeah, I thought like you were going to say the central absolutely... one was human and I was like oh my god no, no, no. It's, it's a, <laughs> and it's, big it's a, it's a massive tooth it, it's not clear what all the teeth are from they're all mismatched but yeah just necklace of teeth as mm. trophies nice detail excellent mm. in which case then I'm going to jump onto you Helen hello where were you recruited what's your name and where were you found why were you chosen for this? Oh, okay. My name is Kwame, and I am a druid because I was literally raised by wolves in the mountains. Eventually, I assume some people on an expedition or some hikers, some dog walkers came across. <laughs> Joggers. <laughs> was, I, was I one of them? Was I on this expedition? Oh, yay, let's be friends. Yes. So, Piotr came across... I, I pronounced that very badly. Um, Piotr came across a 10-year-old um, little boy running with some wolves. And you were like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> wait, yeah, no, wait, yeah, yeah, no, 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 shouldn't happen, shouldn't happen, right. And I guess we have some history there where you brought me back to civilization. I learned how to talk. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have confined you to civilization, but we've probably met a few. I'd probably come in and check on you occasionally just yeah. to see how you're doing. I want to, yeah, I right? probably, I, yeah, gained, probably. Um, I gained some of like the basic, hum- like, well, Oh yeah, I'm an elf. <laughs> Elven graces. And then as soon as I was like 16 or 18, whichever the age of majority is, whatever the age of majority is for an elf. I haven't played an elf before, so this is why oh, I uh, don't elves have massively long lifespans. Yeah, like 120. So you your were, age you... of majority would be like 60 or something. <laughs> However, also, you were not amongst elves, if that's where you are. Like, you would have been mm. one elf among mostly not elves, so it's pretty much... Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Regardless, I will have run off back into the wilderness because I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's mostly where I live, but, like, it's, it's the kind of thing where people are like, ah, oh, there's a person in the woods... We don't see them, but sometimes we leave them. <laughs> we leave them a bar of chocolate, and it disappears mysteriously <laughs> yes. with teeth marks. Yes. So if so, I was approached at a dingy tavern, maybe I'm also the one who recruited you for this mission. Yeah, Makes I guess you you were like, I know who could do this. I know who's used to 
living going, in the wild. We're going to the middle of nowhere. Like the most intense exploration place. ever. This, this, this mission, this, this trip may take two years. Yep. Who do I want on my team? Yep. Okay, cool. In that case, then, I'm going to leap on to, last but not least, Ben. Why were you recruited? Where were you recruited? Who were you recruited? Well, who I was recruited was I was recruited as Zoya Novitskaya. Mm-hmm. I am a female tiefling, originally from uh, St. Petersburg. I was recruited from a hospital in Prague, uh, where my family have fallen ill from some sort of illness, which they're not sure how to treat, and I desperately, desperately need more money to pay for their treatment. Um, so the reason that I was hired is I'm a researcher specialising in um, Central Asian archaeology and land. So I spent a lot of time um, in where Mongolia would be. Does Mongolia exist? Mongolia exists, but it's... Much it bigger than Russia? It's 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 changed shape. Let's sure. leave it at that. From that area, basically the Central Asian mass. Sure. Or Central Mass of Asia, I guess. Yeah, that area of the world, basically. Mm-hmm. We're all a little bit disappointed Ben isn't playing Chelva. <laughs> and what class are you playing? I am playing a barbarian uh, who has taken the uh, path of the wild. That's the one. A bar- barbarian who's known as an archaeologist and a researcher. I love it. Path of the wild soul. Yeah. You know, don't have to be dumb shouting He things. is complex. He contains multitudes. Uh, yeah. She is complex. She contains multitudes. Excellent. In that case, then, I can go into a little bit about what your mission is. Cool. So... Uh, Phoebe managed to uh, sort of gather you all together and um, you all will obviously have known each other uh, having met when you were with Phoebe so obviously um, Zoya is going to have already met both of you and it was revealed that the person that Phoebe was acting on behalf of was her father, Mr Fogg now Mr Fogg is first name, a Alex? first name first name, um, Mr Fogg I think it's Phineas, I believe. Okay, okay. Yes, that's So we're I've doing written. fictional characters now as well as just historical ones. All right, fair enough. I think I am, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. He's, he's, he's real, right? In the hearts of sci-fi <laughs> nerds. <laughs> so, Mr. Fogg is well known to Zoya in the, in the research community and so on as a kook. Mr. Fogg is utterly, utterly convinced that the Northern Wastes aren't the northern wastes yes there's wild magic that occasionally sweeps through and makes strange things happen yes there's enormous monsters yes most of the people who go in there die viscerally and quickly to all of the lands that are there but he is utterly convinced that if you can just get far enough north there's definitely a massive civilization there waiting to be discovered i need to be absolutely clear with you all no one else believes this he is alone in this he has been speaking to anyone that he could buy a wild tale from and it is clear that his daughter phoebe is entertaining him and is humoring him in a way to make sure that it doesn't necessarily do any harm to anyone apart Apart from from sending three people to yourselves (laughs) yes oh that's good as the years have gone on fog has become more convinced not less that this secret civilization is out there of course he's not sure what it's called um he'd like it to be named in his honor if it's discovered regardless of whether there's people there or not because that's how fog rolls (laughs) um Fogopolis. <laughs> we'll we'll work out the details. Um, More like Fogopolis, mate. <laughs> so, you have all been hired and you have all been paid handsomely. 50% up front and 50% on completion of finding this city that definitely 
exists definitely exists definitely exists so your initial setup money was already a fortune to be clear and as it stands you have been tasked with heading effectively as far north as you can get because he's convinced that just north is the direction just keep going north and you'll get there and his uh, daughter phoebe is actually a comparatively uh, decent um seer scryer so she's going to be checking in with you once a week find out where you are have a bit of a look at where you are as a bit of proof to check that you haven't just run off with the money <laughs> and in, a, in order to give it an, a veneer of respectability you'll all be expected to be doing some cartography along the way taking note of any interesting peoples animals that kind of thing because there's actually very little research once you get past about Urkutsk. so in order to get there you manage to hitch a ride via airship to Irkutsk, which is as north as you can really get. There wasn't really so much as a landing area as a field with some boxes. Hmm. You were all taken there by uh, someone I believe who's named Earhart. Oh. Um, oh. And yeah, this is an independent enterprise. This is not meritocratically funded. Funnily enough, the meritocrats really couldn't get behind funding for a hunt for a fictional city. They just, oh. did, they just didn't feel like it was a good use of funds. It's not very no sporting. Exactly, yeah. but thankfully, thankfully Fog, <laughs> as I said, quite, quite wealthy and more than able to uh, equip you all and send you on your way. So you were all dropped off in Irkutsk and began your journey north, on foot, with no supply trains. Obviously, you have supplies for a while, but eventually you'd have been living off the land, etc. That's fine. Six months have <gasps> passed with you heading north. You are all well familiar with one another. You all have your routines. You know what you're good at. You know what you're bad at. You are not strangers to one another. And honestly, I'm going to lay it out. It's been fine. There have been the occasional hazards. Ah, massive bear. Ah, you know, a landslide or whatever. All the kind of things that, frankly, you all expected and were prepared for. Uh, you haven't run into any people there was maybe one day you ran into someone returning from, say, the northeast, um, like a trapper or something similar. That's been it. That's been your entire encounter. You've been seeing no signs of people. In terms of landscape, it's mostly forested, occasional. Um, I, mean, I mean, you know, it is tundra-esque, but it's forested. And then you'll maybe head out from a bit of forestry into a bit of grassland for a while. Quite rocky even in the grassland, and then heading back into forestry and so on. It's quite beautiful in terms... Are there, like, natural waterways around? Yes, plenty. Like, that's be yeah, there, there are. I mean, okay. don't get me wrong, you occasionally, like, will have a, a couple of days stretch between sure. them, but you, you haven't really run into supply issues. There's been plenty of animals and so on. However, you have noticed that the animals are slightly smaller but again all of you are familiar with this terrain and you know it's because anything bigger than a certain size tends to get eaten quite quickly by something even bigger and so yeah that's so is... prey animals are small and predator animals are big no so what it is oh. <laughs> is that uh, there are think of it as a sliding scale okay in terms of upper scale for size you all know that megafauna are kicking around in fact you all know that gigafauna are kicking around they're just rare they do a lot of roaming. They one huge creature will cover, you know, thousands of miles of territory sometimes just to sustain itself. Okay. So in terms of um you're not seeing large herds of things. Okay. Anything that's large that attracts attention tends to get eaten. Okay. So a gigafauna is uh like five stories skyscraper, like that thing in the mist. So or... here's the thing. 
for all of you um, I'll let you all decide who has seen the biggest between you me um, I want no I don't want to see the biggest <laughs> Rob I, I, think, I think we should roll for it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because we all could have, although technically I've spent most time in Russia. So All three of you, roll your d20. The number that you roll is how big it was. 17. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> both both Helen and I rolled twos. Okay, cool. <laughs> Suck it, friends. <laughs> so, both Kwame and uh, Piotr, you've both seen an animal at least two stories tall. At least two stories tall. <laughs> Holy Christ! <laughs> Zoya, you are convinced. You are convinced that you have seen something beyond the scale of which anyone has really believed is possible. So yeah. once very far Certainly off, I saw a mountain, a mountain walk. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you literally Wait, saw. What? You saw <laughs> something. You saw like a very large mountain moving okay. across the landscape. It was misty and so on, and you have not been fool enough to loudly declare this yeah, to the yeah, world yeah, because yeah. you would be a laughing stock. Something I know in my heart. In your heart, I saw that. You saw that. No, I saw. You don't that. know what it is, but you might find out. But yeah. you definitely, on your furthest expeditions, have seen mountains move. I love RNG. <laughs> this is a whole new subplot for my character through just randomly rolling a 17. Love it. <laughs> so, as it stands, like I said, you have been travelling north for now six months on foot. And you, you are well into the depths of what we would call Russia, you know, the northern wastes now. You have seen some strange things. Occasionally animals will have strange, maybe, deformations or things like that. But again, all of you are well familiar. There's quite a lot of wild magic kicking around in the, in the northern wastes, and it, it can have that effect. It's not been known to literally, like, make people explode or anything like that. You know, Yet. though, that, like, <laughs> children born here might end up, say, I mean... Zoya is aware of this, but like children born here might be visually distinctive compared to like elsewhere and things like that. So, uh, that's one thing I have remembered that I didn't give a physical description of. Myself, ah, you should, which uh, is quite important. Oh, did um, any of us? I did. Yeah, Bryn did. I don't know if you did. I don't remember anything that I said. <laughs> should we give, should we give ourselves some physical descriptions? Okay, let's uh, do it again, and then if we've already said it once, we just cut to this bit. It's fine. We won't even repeat ourselves. Oh. Right, so I am a um, reasonably tall and very stocky woman who is um, who looks incredibly strong. Basically, I look like a bodybuilder. I have a bodybuilder's build, mm-hmm. but like a, a practical bodybuilder, not a show bodybuilder. I know what you mean. Like, not an oily bodybuilder. Yeah. You can touch your own back. Basically, I've got 14 strength and 16 con, so yeah, yeah. I'm you know pretty hefty as a person. I also have deep, deep, deep red skin and golden hair and golden eyes. Ooh. Yeah, because I am a tiefling. Although, yeah, as we so, said... Within this story world, tieflings is what happens if you're going to start having kids in the northern wastes. Oh. So, classically, tieflings are like, oh, there's infernal blood in your ancestry. But we're, 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 not, we're not doing that. That's <laughs> yeah. not a thing we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, this Tiefling is one of the things that can happen if you are... Yeah, raising a kid in the northern waste. It has mm. strange effects on people. But also I'm wearing just um, travelling leathers, very, very practical. I've got a bag with books and um, bottles and sort of research stuff, as well as a large reinforced leather shield and a warhammer strapped to my back. Because uh-huh. this is a northern waste. Yes. Travelling safe is more important. Yes. Yes. And so Kwame, physical description. Oh, um, that's Kwame with an I. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. That's Kwame. okay. Kwame is a tall and wiry black dude with dreadlocks and wears mostly leathers. 
um, carries what he needs. See, when you say wears mostly leathers, it feels filthy. <laughs> I know it's not, but it does feel filthy. Wears leathers like a hunter, not like um, anything else. N- other people. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Not where doesn't I was wear going other with people. It. Sure. <laughs> No, doesn't wear humanoid skin. No human skin, just normal animal skin. So, in terms of it, <laughs> over their elf skin, in terms, <laughs> good to know, which they've flayed from themselves, no! cured, and have put thank, back on. Thank you for making what I just threw you off with a little bit into just a whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, another thing to be aware of is none of the party are carrying around much in the way of magical equipment uh, you are all level 6 you should have some however the northern wastes it doesn't go wrong it still works however people there's a kind of rumour that magical items might attract the bigger things Ooh. so people tend to travel magic light so we've left all our stuff at home so you have your big shiny stuff but you don't take it this far north because it's asking for trouble sure. it's like you know going around with a big light you're broadcasting where you are a little bit you do have all been provided by Fog one item which is an experimental item which has been Fog has been funding because he has a great belief that it could work which is uh, developed by a a gentleman scholar called Erwin Schrodinger and he has developed an adventuring pack which should provide you with any mundane adventuring gear that you require (laughs) however he has warned you that it could be temperamental so take that as you will, but you should nominally have I'm all rolling the adventuring my eyes gear you need. So hard. So right fundamentally, now. it's like a pre-filled bag of holding. Yeah. Where we stick our hands in, grab something, and it might be what we need. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it should be what you need. It might be what you need. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Schrodinger's pack. Schrodinger's utterly convinced, by the way, that this is going to take the world by storm. So <laughs> just needed to proto- test the prototypes. So this is a mixture of Mary Poppins' bag and a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> so, you were making ca- you were making camp. You were set up for the nights. You'd all settled in. You'd eaten. In terms of uh, seasons, by the way, it's quite cold. You are not in like the depths of winter, but you have been travelling for six months. And winter's on the horizon. You're in you're in an mm. autumn where it's going to get cold, and you all know that you are going to be spending winter still out here. Yep. Even if you were immediately to turn around and double back, you're still going to have been here a full year. Yep. Yeah. So you aren't going to be caught surprised. It's not like, oh no, you, you are, you're okay with it. As you are setting up camp, though, in the evening, as you've all settled in, there is a huge and enormous, like, sound of an explosion, that's the best description I can give, much further north. Okay, as it's the middle of the night, you have little way of discerning how far the distance is, or so on. There is no large flash of light. It is a just a huge, like a explosion. You can see what you think is obscuring the stars at night. What appears to be a large dust cloud of some kind. But until the next morning, you don't really have a, a sense of the scale. I would like to pick up here where you, this has happened and you are in a discussion about how you should handle the situation. Nothing like this has come up before. Is this a thing that you should investigate? That kind of thing. Is it broadly on course for where we're going, or would this be a diversion to our chosen destination? It'd be slightly more northwesterly than you have been travelling, but your entire directions for where to go are, if you keep going north, it'll be obvious. (laughs) I think we should investigate it. No. 
I mean, not until the morning, obviously. Good. So, there is no knowledge geography. Um, if I wanted to know whether or not there was a uh, settlement up there... Knowledge history. Oh, um, There's no settlements in this I area. I wouldn't give you advantage on this for a couple of reasons, so yeah. Fine. Eight. Eight. Not only are there, do you believe there's no settlements... You've not even heard rumours. Okay. Really? Again, there's a reason that no one would have taken this mission without an enormous fortune. There's nothing here. Sure, but this isn't on any, like, migratory pass for any of the people who live up here at all. You're kind of... You're... At this six-month mark, you are starting to reach the point where probably no one's been. Okay, so we're going beyond... You're going... The furthest reaches of any... Yeah, yeah. Think... I mean, this is... I don't want to take you too far off piece, but it's like... You know, like, the, like... Arctic expeditions where you went beyond where even like native peoples were going and you're just heading into you can't survive there more than a certain length of time you're going off the edge of the map here yeah. so in terms of are people here no there, there be monsters literally <laughs> no one's been drawing dragons because that'd be quite the faux pas <laughs> it'd they're be just, meritocrats oh just, that's fine yeah they've just left it blank okay um, we'll I, wait till I've morning. never heard of anything like this before no, if we're looking for any sort of lost city, though, it may be some sort of effect. Or if not, it might be something to report back to Fog. And uh, I mean, most similar seem to be um, volcanic explosion. If there's a dust cloud in the sky, maybe it will still be there in the morning. Absolutely, we, we should we should always travel with. I'm the going light. to bed. <laughs> I will take first watch as normal. <laughs> okay, very well. Kwame curls up like a little puppy. So. Morning rolls by. I'm just going to skip to... You all took your watches properly. But you've been doing this for six months. You're fine. Um, <laughs> the things that become apparent in the morning. One. The scale of the dust cloud is huge. Enormous. A lot of it has probably sort of dissipated a little bit. It doesn't look like it's still pluming upwards like a volcano would, for instance. But the scale of it is vast. It is volcanic in scale certainly, but it doesn't appear to be continually Is it affecting the light? Is it a lot darker than we would expect? Uh, Yes. It seems to have thrown up an enormous amount of dirt or something because it is is dimmer than you would expect. It's a bit colder. Honestly, it's been comparatively clear recently, the weather. It's actually cloudier today and you're all fairly good at predicting what the weather's going to do within a certain range and this wasn't meant to be the weather, so it's probably affecting the weather a little bit as well. A second thing to be aware of is that you know that at some point today you will be contacted by Phoebe because you are due your weekly check-in to see that everyone's alive. Where are you? Have you got anything to report back to my dad? So how far to the north? Like in, obviously we can't tell exactly, but hundreds of miles, tens of miles, a mile? So that would be a knowledge, uh, not knowledge, sorry, a survival check for this one um, because perception, you can see it, but it's survival is to gauge how far it is, whether that's a day's journey, what the terrain's like between there and there. So mm. okay. I'll, I yeah. presume we're still in my favourite terrain. Yeah. For the future of this, yeah. unless you end up deep underground, maybe in the sky, you're in your favourite <laughs> terrain. <laughs> I'm going to roll even though it's bad. Now, I will give... I haven't seen these rolls. I don't want to hear them. Don't tell me what they are. Okay. Because it's fifth ed, I'd like to remind you that you can aid one another, so one person can take the lead, and if someone else is aiding, it grants advantage. It is fifth ed, not Pathfinder. So it might... I haven't seen the scores. I don't want to know what they are. If you want to, I'll I'll let you make this call. I don't mind. Very good. Um, I mean, I'm not very good at this. I have a plus nine. You have a plus nine in survival. That's absurd. He's oh, a ranger in his favourite terrain. I've got, I've got plus three Every from wisdom. Every bonus it's possible to get, Plus three proficiency, 
twice. Uh, I have a plus three in survival, so maybe I should help you. No, I should help Bryn, and you should roll independently, because I'm going to do rubbish, so I might as well give somebody ben, a Ben advice. is correct. You are a more useful backup than help. Yeah, so I'm going to help. Back I'm going up. to have a brief <laughs> chat. Okay, no, let me put it another way. What you are is a valid second opinion, and that is not something that <laughs> yeah. Ben's character is able to provide. So I'm going to I'm gonna have a chat with Piotr and just talk yeah. it through. Yeah. And I'll just go and look into the horizon by myself. So. Okay. 16. 24. Again, rangers being rangers, yeah. this, this makes yeah, sense. That's, that's, um, yes, you you think it is realistically... Maybe it's six days. As the crow flies, it's probably closer to two, but you're going to cross some rough terrain. It looks like there's a couple of ravines. It gets a bit mountainous between here and there. Yeah. Nothing huge, nothing that you can't handle, but you've also learnt, tell someone six days, and if you get there in four, they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? It's several several days travel away. Um, could, If we're very lucky, could take four, but more likely six or seven. Well, it's not like we have a massive time limit, so we should have a look. I think it is interesting enough to divert course slightly, and not even very far out of our way. Yeah, it's a couple of days in a journey of months. Like, okay, still never seen anything like this. I hear, as I said, volcanic eruption can do a similar effect, Uh, but that's something magical. Um, Maybe some sort of bemoth activity. Not well. one I've ever heard of or encountered, but well, I, I more he- things in the waste than I ever seen. I hear they can get bigger than what many people have seen. So, anyway, let's look and let's see for go. ourselves. Kwame begins to walk off while you two are still talking. Yes, yeah, my kind of character. <laughs> okay, uh, I strike camp. Um, yes, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kwame, do you want to take down your tent? I don't have a tent. You're a druid. Yep. <laughs> right, we'll scratch that interaction. Kind of obvious. We've been travelling for six months. <laughs> Every so often, like sometimes, I just make camp in a tree, and not either of you see me for the whole night. Fair enough. That's not true. Occasionally, you look down and go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. In which case, uh, Kwame, wait for us. Some of us have to pack up camp. Mm, says Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to use this nice little gentle in as a as a break, and then we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Aww. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome back. So, I am going to uh, skip the interaction with Phoebe on that day. And suffice it to summarise it. Yeah, Phoebe's like, yeah, you should probably investigate that, at which point um, she has to then pass on Fogg's message, which is, (laughs) oh my God, that's definitely it. He has said this multiple times before. Everything is definitely (laughs) it. You saw an unusually large tree. This is definitely a sign. (laughs) There was that time when you saw three bears in one day. Definitely a sign of of the city. His his enthusiasm is... I mean, if this is the city we're supposed to find, then something very wrong happened there. (laughs) But what I am going to do is I'm going to accelerate time if everyone's okay with that by more than a day absolutely not <laughs> so I step forward I step forward again yeah. I breathe in I breathe in so. the ranger's Piotr his estimation is very accurate in terms of how long it was going to take and it becomes easily apparent to all of you that yeah that was the case also the cloud continues to dissipate till eventually it's it's own it sounds strange it's effects are only present in the weather the weather continues to be overcast and continues to give flurries of light snow but in this area you wouldn't expect that normally it, it kind of goes clear 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 boom and it's snow. early for snow it's early in the season yeah. it shouldn't be like that i'm going to taste the snow coming out of the sky and is it magical in fact i will detect magic <laughs> now <laughs> by licking as a barbarian yes. would you care to explain to listen how you're able to detect uh magic? yes because i'm following the path of the well, i'm just gonna remind myself what it's called uh what, the path of the what, world soul yeah which is an unearthed arcana one basically i can i have lingering magic so i can um my body reacts to the presence of magic so i can cast detect magic and what's this what's the stat that you're uh... on constitution it's just it just feels wrong yep and uh the way that i detect magic is my body glows the color a color according to the school which is present <laughs> amazing yeah it's it's quite fun i like okay. it yeah so oh, i do that i think i just do it right you don't have to roll uh, there can be DCs involved. Yes, col- yeah, I roll off constitution if I need a spellcasting ability. But I don't need that roll. Uh, I can tell you there is nothing beyond normal background magic, okay. which is quite high for the region, but it's not it's, it's not like dangerous. Cool, and having tasted the snow, I'd like to make an arcana check to see if I can recognise anything magical, like if whether this is the result of a magical effect, whether or not sure, magic sure. is present. Give me a knowledge there. arcana, and I'm kind of extracting it beyond the taste to like the effect itself and so sure. on. 12. Let's put it this way. 
if someone has made this happen, you're in a heap of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big effect. That's summon volcano. Yeah, me, yeah. you know, whatever. While we are traveling. Uh, I would like to observe the movement patterns of the local fauna, because if they're all fleeing, then that tells us something. But if it, since it looks to be a one-off, not ongoing effect, probably they won't have changed much. Okay, in which case I would require a survival for that one as well. So we're please. Like, weird. Uh, I'd also allow knowledge nature if someone wants they, to use that. Uh, my survival is better. But I, I, both of them, I get quite a good bonus because of my rangeness. Uh, so uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one on a which one? On a I'll, su- I'll flavour it based on, on a survival. Opinion. Twenty-one on survival. There is more game than you would be expecting in this area, which would indicate that they have been fleeing. However, there isn't the ongoing movement. Yeah, so a couple of days of unusual. You know, and then sort of to expect to increased predator activity as a result yeah. of territories being interfered with. You know, mass movement of game, that oh kind of dear. thing. So you know that you're going to need your wits about you because something big like this tends to attract something big. Large amounts of animals moving tends to encourage, you know, feeding yeah. frenzies and things like yeah. that. So you may want to. I'll, yeah, I'll share that. Be a bit that. more careful. Um, let everyone know. Okay. Just Let's to, just to be a bit more aware than we might normally be, because things will have been disturbed. I am always aware. So four days into the journey, you have made it to the, the highest point, which is, you know, I said there was a little bit of mountains between you and what this thing is. Can everyone please give me a perception check? Mm-hmm. 19. 19? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play my favourite terrain bonus as well. Makes sense. Uh, 23. Rangers, excellent. If they don't have to leave their favourite terrain, yes. <laughs> so all of you are seeing quite well. What you are seeing is something transformative has happened to the landscape. It's not perfectly flat, so you're not, you're not looking out over a vista. The, the landscape is far too rugged for that. Okay, so we've kind of got to the area of effect. You No, no, no. So you have gone ah, to a the highest a point. A ridge overlooking. You have gone so to a ridge overlooking. So we can see the area of effect. You can see some of the area okay, of effect, okay. but the land's far too rugged for you to just go, okay, cool, it's this wide, I can so see this, this, this. So it's not a flat, this. blasted plane. Plus, you are noticing that visibility is terrible. That'll be all the dust, right? Presumably. Okay. That's that's certainly what you what you would think. Sure. Additionally, the weather has continued to be worse than it should do, in a way that anyone got knowledge history? Yes. In you might be able to hit the DCs for it. Go, go for it. Uh-huh. Not with a roll of an eight. Twelve. Twelve. Things can interfere with visibility and interfere with weather, how long it's gonna take. But it's not unexpected, but visibility is quite poor, so the combination of the two means it's quite obscured. It looks like something transformative has happened to the landscape, though. Certainly there's an indication of like mass deforestation uh, beyond a few of the ridges and, and ruggedness and so on. And Like missing trees? Flattened, flattened trees. trees. And the best comparison I can give you is, have you ever seen the aftermath of a landslide? Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like the aftermath of a landslide. The only problem is... The landslide can't have come from anywhere. Mm. It's like everywhere landslid slowed mm. at the same time. If we can see quite a range, is the effect centred anywhere? You believe, and just from perception, all of you can tell, yes. It seems to peter out, although the way these things tend to work is it does tend to sort of go trees, 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 no trees, because a tree is either there or yeah. it's not. So, for the sake of clarity, 
it would be logical to assume this is some sort of explosion from a fixed. Cer- point. Yeah, certainly that seems yeah. to, that seems to scan. Um, you want it's too obscured in the visibility to be poor though for this. I never heard of volcanic explosion doing this. Well, I can't see a volcano, so no, it's not mm. a, the center is the same as the rest of the terrain. But clearly, something in the middle has mm. caused this outspread of. Maybe some sort of magical devastation thing which was disturbed? Best way to find out is to look. Yes. Very, yes. You believe that it will take an extra day. You don't have to do this walk. Six days, you were accurate, will get you to the edge of the effect. The effect is significantly larger than you could realistically have expected. Even with the terrain being flattened in that way, and you're all quite good at getting through difficult terrain, it's still looking like if you wanted to go to the very centre, you're looking at another day's travel on top, and visibility seems to be worse at the... Are we having any trouble breathing? Not yet. Okay. Oh, no, not yet. (laughs) I'm glad you picked up on that. Well, it's the most interesting thing which we've seen in six months, so it would be foolish to not have a look. I agree. We should proceed. Okay. In that case, then, unless anyone disagrees, you set off down the mountain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, well, I say mountain. It's it's just enough to count, but... The big big hill. I'm going to stock up slightly more on fresh water... Than I just carry a little more fresh water than I normally do before we enter this area. What I would like to do, actually, is if you want to take some time to stock up, that's fine. Time isn't a, a pressure here. And mm. um, the way that you would normally do this is everyone give a survival check, or you can aid to see how much you stock up on provisions, either foraging or hunting and things mm. like that. Yeah, might be a good idea. I'm not going to force it. You have enough supplies perpetually. You've you've normally made sure you have three days of supplies ahead of you. Yeah. So that you know. If if some game turns up, you can stock up again. That's that's I your w- stock. Yes, as I would normal. I would like to have slightly more than normal heading into this weird area. I mean, just say so you no. Know, I have create water. Oh, then. So you have ten gallons yeah. available, and I will make it clear again: in the northern wastes, magic doesn't misbehave. That's not a thing. It's not right. Good. There are extra effects that kick around, not as a result of you casting magic, but magic just works. It just does. Okay. So I might have oh, water, cool. and then suddenly there's like a fish. <laughs> it's it's more that like you might attract animals, okay. or there might be say like uh, an aurora effect, things like that, mm-hmm. but nothing that's going to be mechanically problematic. You, you know this. I mean, you're heading beyond the range it could start but you haven't even heard stories of this kind of thing sure. happening okay that's probably come up before so I probably don't need to no, no. but I, I might still just say give me an extra hour to hunt and so I can sort sort we're, away some extra food we're for... not under any time limit yes absolutely yeah. um, I'll, I'll help and I give in you which aid. case you can aid with the survival check I'm, I'm like assuming I'm going to go hunt alone I was going to say I assume as a druid you're pretty decent give me a survival, survival. check then <laughs> yeah. uh, not rolling well, I'm why, why are you rolling yeah. of course I have it oh. Uh, that's a 17 for me. 17 for you? Uh, 18 for me. 18, okay. Um, uh, and part of the favoured terrain bonus is I find twice as much food while foraging. As a oh, lardy da! As a flat bonus. <laughs> it's all right. Just remember, he can't turn into a bear. It's true. I want to turn into a wolf anyway. <laughs> he can't turn into a wolf either. So. Well, technically, if you'd have seen a dinosaur, you could turn into one, but you haven't. So I'm real sorry. <gasps> If I saw a megafauna, could I turn into it? Ba, 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 there are size ba, limits. Ba. <laughs> there are size limits, I'm afraid. Oh, but, no. But could he turn into a s- smaller version of that thing? <laughs> be a tiny brontosaurus. No, not really. That's like saying I Dude, these sucks. A- I hate this game. <laughs> technically, there's not size limits. There's challenge rating limits. So you could probably turn into a sunfish. Oh, you could be like a really <laughs> rubbish big... Yeah. You know what? At higher levels, you would be able to turn into a giant squid. <laughs> mm. I, I know that I can turn into like I could turn into a crocodile. And at higher levels, you also get more exotic stuff. So you could turn into things that like fly. 
or a great white shark and things mm. that have extra stuff anyway just, just in the <laughs> just, Russian just in tundra Russia. <laughs> ah, I'm cold and suddenly I want mean, to sleep they're quick in a straight line <laughs> so bye so 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 in terms of stocking up on provisions um, you managed to find I'm going to give you normal provisions but some extra interesting lore so you managed to find yourself a, uh, a basically a large selection of, of berries and things to stock up on um, it isn't necessarily going to carry a meal on its own but certainly it will bulk out your supplies by quite a lot but also you do notice that there are tells of unusually high background magic around here so you have learned to recognise don't eat that bush it's weird because of magic don't sure. eat that one it's weird because of magic and mm-hmm. um, not trying to get you but like think mutations basically yeah. things, things like yeah. that so yeah you, you manage to stock up and avoid any anything huge but you know that there's there's more background magic here but similarly it's not like transcendently different it's just you know these things happen in terms of Kwame you manage to find yourself a well aged doe so you manage to stock up on some some meats and so on, and uh, if you yeah, if you want, Jackie, can you also give me a perception check, please? Yeah. Oh, eight. Okay. Glad we had this talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this dough yeah. is completely you normal. Managed, you, managed to, so you managed to stock up. If you want to like fully stock up with the dough and so on, it is going to cost you a few hours. But again, time. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah. As, as, rush, as long as you're back in time for the decade, I'm, I think you're going to be okay. With yeah, in the grand scheme concerned. of a year. All Fog wants, really, you've learned, is really over-sensationalised accounts of what's happening. He wants a good story. He wants a really good story that you have, over the months, started to suspect he might insert himself into (laughs) and claim that he was there for. Does he want to go and talk about it at the club? Yeah. Absolutely! (laughs) So, finally they'll respect (laughs) Look, this is a drawing of a thing that they claim to have seen. Proof! <laughs> so. That's uh, literally how the chupacabra happened. <laughs> absolutely! Absolutely! I'm glad you're picking up on this. This is exactly where we're going. The chupacabra! chupacabra. <laughs> okay, so you all start heading down the, the oversized hill on the size mountain. Um, can everyone now give me a, another perception check, please? I'm actually rolling vaguely averagely. Hmm. Uh, 15 15 18 18 27 27 Goodness me. Goodness oh. me. All right, Sasha. <laughs> As you are setting up camp. Your suspicions are confirmed that something has been tracking you. You've had your suspicions over the day. However, you didn't feel it necessary to raise it to your party. It was distant. It didn't seem to be actively hunting you as such. But you got the odd hint here and there. And as you were setting up camp, your your suspicions were confirmed that you saw definite movement a decent distance away, much higher up. And that some, something has been tracking you. It might not even be a meat eater. It's far too far away for you to know. But it has tracked you for multiple hours, which is a bad sign, but not, like, conclusive. I'll share this information and say, I do not think we should sleep yet. We should act as if we are sleeping, but not actually sleep. Do you want me to scout? I, If it has been tracking us for this long, it will be well aware of our normal movements. If we do anything too out of the ordinary... That will tip mm. it off that we know it is here. This is why I think we should pretend to sleep. Okay. We'll act mm. as bait. All right. Okay, cool. In which case, then, what is your watch order? Uh, traditionally, I've been taking the first watch. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the second one. When the moon is high. The moon is high. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately obscured by the poor visibility. Oh, I'm sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, first watch, please give me a perception check. It is night, so unless you have dark vision, disadvantage. Oh, okay. Or you might have a range of feature that negates that, but I don't believe no, so. No, I, I believe I still get disadvantage in the dark. 
22. Okay. Roll a 15 and a 13, so screw you, disadvantage. <laughs> um, the Towards the end of your watch, you see that whatever it was that was tracking you, it stopped when you set up camp, waited a while, and then started approaching more cautiously. It is still a significant distance away. Like, at its current pace, it's probably going to turn up end of watch two and start of watch three. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll do the normal switching watch procedure. I'll probably... Actually, when I'm starting my watch and I realise it's not about to come to us immediately, I'll probably say you should sleep as normal to you guys. If all of you choose Mm. not to sleep, you will not get the long rest, so you will get a level of fatigue in this system. Level of fatigue has a few minor effects, but there are multiple levels of fatigue you can get, and one long rest will reset you by one level of fatigue. I will take advantage of this. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah. I'll sleep when I can, because sleep is important for a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) A young, growing wolf. Yeah, Yeah. so so the the not sleeping immediately thing was just to try and see if it would take the bait of us being asleep, but yeah, once that's not happened, I'll be like, Um, yep, go ahead and sleep. And I'll I'll share this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna doze more than sleep myself if I can, just kind of Make try and basically intentionally make myself uncomfortable so that I don't fall asleep very deeply. Mechanically, what I'm going to lay this out as is that normally I will ma- very probably end up with a level of fatigue. I'm actually going to say I'm okay with it because the way I can justify it mechanically is normally when you are sleeping, it's expected that your equipment isn't immediately to hand. You know, your shield isn't on your arm, yeah. your sword is not ready to go. You have gone to sleep with your stuff. Ready to go. Yes. So you are and going more dressed than I normally. Yeah, would exactly. You like are that. fully dressed and good to go. Yeah. So you aren't. You aren't going to be caught as unawares. That's the way I can yeah. rule that mechanically. Second watch. Can I get a perception check, please? Uh, that's mine. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I have dark vision. <laughs> I have dark vision yeah, too. You, you, yes. Druids rock. You don't get disadvantage. Oh no. Just roll badly. I just roll badly. That's only a twelve. So at some <laughs> point, you 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 both. <laughs> been struggling to pick up on what the ranger was picking up on just because it's, it's quite far away mm. um, and eventually you lose sight of even where you think it was just for the simple reason that it's far away it's dark visibility is poor mm. so you you definitely get a glimpse of movement that was closer than it used to be and then and, th- and then it has just gone from your vision but also you know it's rugged terrain it could just literally be behind a rock and stuff okay but at the end of my watch, I pass that on to uh, Zoya. Okay. Okay. I'll be ready. Can mm. you give me a perception check, please? Thirteen. Yes, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. At least an hour passes in your watch with no sign of anything. There are not like it's not suspiciously quiet to be clear or anything like that. It is it is normal. And then you definitely get the sound of something larger moving appreciably close to the camp something that might actually be a threat to the group rather than something that's you know a 10 minute walk away kind of dealing okay um you have no line of sight to it the land is too rugged you just have the sound that there is something larger moving quite nearby could be a deer could be whatever this is oh okay so i'm not sure you are not sure i am going to try and sneak up to it to try and confirm or not confirm i'm not going to go outside the bounds of the camp I guess my sneak is more sort of moving in such a way where I'm just like uh, patrolling the camp, not going to see. I get you, you I, get you, I okay. get you. Can you give me just a generic stealth check, please? 12. Okay. 12. You start your patrol, mm-hmm. but your patrol that is far more watchful than people yeah. might expect and a little bit wider than you'd normally do, that yeah. kind of thing, a bit more careful. As you are doing so, you catch a glimpse of some kind of movement 
behind a, a large outcrop. Okay, you see a large clawed furred hand, but it's behaving very strangely. Can you give me a knowledge nature? Eighteen. Eighteen. It might be a. Uh, it's something. Oh, I get to use the word. It. It looks like it might be something ursine. Okay. So bear-like, yeah, yeah. you know, big bear. Claws, you uh, but you said hand rather than paw. Here's the thing. It's ursine, not. Mm. An, it's mm. slightly. Is it the yeti? It's slightly <gasps> misshapen. El Chupacabra. Um, <laughs> it's slightly misshapen for what you might expect. Actually, the other side of the world. <laughs> it, that's the one thing you never expect. <laughs> Did you know they thought they saw Bigfoot in Wales? What do you mean? Oh, think? come on. <laughs> and in Lincolnshire, because of famous mountains of Lincolnshire. I told you my conspiracy yeah. theory, right? Oh, God. Okay, what? Bigfoot exists, but it's smarter than everyone thought, and it is Brian Blessed. <laughs> so it shaved itself. It shaved itself and has now been claiming to hunt the Yeti to steer people away from the truth, which uh, is Brian Blessed is the uh, Yeti. Anyway. Cunning. <laughs> um, it is not behaving appropriate for the kind of animal that it looks to be. Is it? Minor mutations in this kind of thing are not unheard of because of the. If, like, if you know it's higher than background magic normally, then slight misshaping isn't necessarily an indicator of a big, huge, scary monster. Cool. Right. I have, uh, I have lower than average wisdom at the side. I'm going to then look at it and go, if you want to talk, come and talk. The uh, sort of clawed hand pulls away, and then you hear the sound of something large moving away. Hmm. <laughs> I'll go back and keep watch again. Okay. The rest of... No, actually, give me another perception check. Nine. Nine. The rest of your watch passes uneventfully. Okay. In the morning, like, um, so I saw it approaching. Um, Could you tell what it was? No. So... It looked like something similar, but not like a bear. Um, the digits on its hands were um, too well developed. It looked like it might have had opposable thumbs. So, um, yeah, I asked it if it wanted to sort talk. Of half human, half bear. Possibly in this part of the world, but I asked it if it wanted to talk, and it left. It didn't run, it didn't come at me, so. I don't know. I, I don't know what this thing wants. Possibly <laughs> not hostile, but... Possibly. So I think in the future, maybe if we could make contact, as much as the old man's theories are s seem stupid, this could be a lead. Mm, it doesn't want to talk, though. No, I mean, it, but it wants to follow us. I'll if it's been tracking us, then it's we kind of on it, right? We lose it if we chose to. Would it be a problem if it didn't? we didn't lose it? If it doesn't seem to be aggressive, unless it's trying to lay some sort of trap. But if we're watchful for it and we know, then even if it does lay a trap, we could use that. We can, if it lays a trap, it's showing intelligence. If it's showing intelligence, it could have built a civilization. If it's built a civilization, then that's the city we're looking for. A bear city. It's an opportunity. We are in an uncharted part of the world. Anything could be up here. Anything there at all. There may be sentient races that have never been contacted by the rest of us exactly I mean, beasts the size of mountains um, explosions that have no we're, Zoya, we're in Zoya, strange lands Zoya is first of species I have met um, it's not a species um, and, and I so uh, I'm no uh, do, sorry do I think you're human 
Because you, your your character class, your character race is tiefling, right? Yes, but in here it's like mutated humans. Oh, okay, then so I probably don't. I probably wouldn't have said it that's that, fine. Exactly that way. If you did, it's a kind of aggression. I mean, it sorry, been, then yeah, no, I would okay, take okay. That back. Like, I, it could have been a complete faux pas. That's fine. Because I, I, I don't I think, think tieflings you are. Did, you've common. had six months. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'd have I had the conversation. I've... We'd have all the awkward conversations fine, in the first month. There's a reason that it's been six months. All awkward conversations. That's fine. Okay. So. So we continue as normal then. I think so. Suits me. I want to see what's in this explosion. Mm-hmm. S- agreed. So as you are approaching, the visibility grows really poor, and the weather turns on you. Not snow this time. It's quite torrential rain. Again, it's unseasonable, but not unheard of. All of you, you can get this for free. It's probably been triggered by this, but it isn't a magical effect. Again, I'm giving you that for free. It's autumn. It's getting towards the end of the season. Heavy rains are a thing. Okay, cool. You know to watch out for flash floods, mm-hmm. but again, there's enough higher ground because it's rugged that you, you don't really have reason for concern. However, as you do sort of take your break through the half day, just before you start breaking through towards the edge of whatever this effect is, you do get your message from Phoebe checking in. In terms of how this manifests, by the way, it is the best description I can give you is it's a voice on the wind. You don't see a person and it's only ever Phoebe. Phoebe repeats what Fogg has said, but you have never had any communications with anyone else. We can't, like, hear him in the background, is <laughs> it? It's, 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 not a, it's not a mobile stone. That kind of technology is... <laughs> surely no one has that kind of... Effect. I know, I know. So, yeah, Phoebe uh, finally drops a line. Uh, she has a tendency to be a bit curt, so it's something more along the lines of... Uh, can I have reports, please? Bear man. Details. There's a, a bear man. Is it more bear or is it more man? Or is it both bear and man? Not a st- uh, contact. Not yet established. Attempting to uh, do so, but also proceeding with investigation of site of explosion. It's following us. There's a slight delay. Your priority remains the event. If you get the chance to make contact with the man, bear, man, bear, man. Not sure that exactly what it is yet. We'll keep an eye out. Excellent. There's another delay. You've also learned. Maybe not. Ha- she doesn't hang up, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Things tend to hold on. You hear? Any signs of an undiscovered civilization? Uh, not yet, but this could be a lead. So <laughs> hang tight. <laughs> There's another cause. And then, yeah, she's, she's probably gone. She's probably gone. Okay. I'm happy to have you make camp again, if that's okay. And then tomorrow you will be, first thing in the morning, you will be at the edge of things. Okay. Yeah. Same watch order? Yeah. yeah. Can I get perception checks from people? Uh, we'll probably make camp slightly earlier because if it's been wet all day, we'll need to create uh, an actual cover to stay dry and also have a fire to dry out anything that will have got wet. So mm. Tell you what, um, can I get a survival check from one of you for setting up camp? Just because of the conditions. Mm. Not me, because I don't do camp. 27. It is a comfortable camp. Job done. <laughs> Rangers, they're really good when they're doing what they're meant to be doing. And yeah, to dry stuff out as well. Uh, hey, I've everyone. also been rolling quite well. You rolled like yeah. never less than like a 15. So saying, competent. Hey, everyone, we knew what kind of adventure we were having. So we built appropriate characters. Yep. There's no wizard who's like, oh, I'm not in my laboratory. <laughs> oh, what's a tree? <laughs> <laughs> I should play that character. <laughs> no! No, Alex! Perception check for everyone, please. This is to represent during our watch. Yes, this is each of your watches. Okay. Remember your disadvantage. Uh, oh, disadvantage yeah. if you don't have dark vision. 19. 23. 
<laughs> okay, Bren is just refusing to have a disadvantage. He rolled 19 and 17 this yeah. time. And I have a plus 9, Great. so 20, 26 even with disadvantage. And who takes first? Uh, so it's same order, yeah. so okay, cool. first, second is so, Kwame. Piot. It takes a little bit longer to re- to be absolutely sure because of the nature of the visibility, yeah. the rain, blah, blah, blah. It's tracking you again and is beginning to approach the camp in the night again. And uh, it looks like it's going to be approaching earlier rather than later this time. I would like to use Primeval Awareness. As an action, I can spend one ranger spell slot to sense whether any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead are present, present within one mile of you, or within up six miles if you're in your favoured terrain. Oof. Okay, give me a second, because... Uh, you could have some... A real big report. Your mm-hmm. brain explodes! Yeah. <laughs> give me a second. You, within six miles... Yeah. I, I don't get exact locational numbers, I just get a vague sense. There are some aberrations within six miles... That's not to be unexpected, given the nature of the background magic. Yeah, close or far? Far. Okay. Uh, you aren't detecting any of those creatures close. Cool. Yeah, I probably hand over my watch as normal. Okay. okay. If someone's going to interact with a strange creature, I actually would rather it was Kwame than me. Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> the strange creature to strange creature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not long after you take your watch, mm-hmm. just as things really start to settle down, something comes to the very edges of the camp. You can start to hear it approaching. It is being quiet and stealthy. How stealthy? Okay, stealthy. That's <laughs> how stealthy it's being. But you have dark vision, don't you? I do. Yeah. It starts to approach and you get the impression that it's relying on the dark more than it should be. What you are seeing is not an animal. And it is not a man. It's a manimal. <laughs> and on that, I think I'll end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dun dun dun! <laughs> the approach of the manimal. <laughs> right. In that case, then we'll all be back next week with with more of this side quest adventure. Because although Lydia will definitely be fine by next week, we record these in batches. So <laughs> I hope you're okay. Let's. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by April Sumner. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at rustyquill.com. Join our community on the Discord via the website or on Reddit at r slash rustyquill. Thanks for listening. Quite fun for something we've thrown together at the last second. Yeah. Role playing. <laughs> it's just been- turns out it's a good fun thing to do with I know, friends. I know, right? <laughs> Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about the program. The program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart.
Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programmaudioseries.com or search for the Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.